studies. So today we're going to look at the, the subject of the children of Abraham. The children of Abraham. And turn, if you would, to Galatians chapter 3. We'll continue our study in this wonderful epistle. And the churches in Galatia, as I mentioned before, they were young churches. They were made up of um, Celtic Gauls. And uh, they were very superstitious people by nature. Um, and that's why Paul talks to them about being tossed to and fro. They were, a new idea would come along and they would grasp it. And they would take it and, and believe it. And so here the Judaizers had come in after Paul had preached the gospel. As we see in verse 1 of chapter 3 that Christ crucified has been evidently set forth before them. And here the Judaizers come in. And they say, well, you've got, to be, you've got to be circumcised to be saved along with faith in Christ. So this epistle is written to the churches at Galatia in defense of the one true gospel of salvation in and through Christ alone. And uh, I believe the main theme of the, uh, we're, I believe we're now in the main theme of the, of the epistle, which is justification through Christ alone. That's the, that's the heart of the gospel, isn't it? That we're justified by Christ and not by anything that we do. It's all by what he's done. And Paul's established these churches by the will and purpose of God. And again, Christ crucified has been evidently set before them, the one true gospel. And by the power of God, the Holy Spirit, they believed, didn't they? They believed what Paul was preaching. They were born again by the Holy Spirit of God, and they believed. And they'd be given God-given faith to trust and rest upon Christ. And, but here, come these, here comes these Judaizers. And they're whispering and saying, well, you've got to do this to be saved, and you've got to do that to be saved along with faith in Christ. So again, Paul writes this wonderful epistle by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God in a rebuttal, a sharp contrast to what the Judaizers were, were teaching, which is the one true gospel. So let's read verses 1 to 9 of Galatians chapter 3. Our text will be in verse 7. <clears throat> o foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth among you, crucified, set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministered to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, Doeth he by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of the faith, the same are the children of Abraham. In the scriptures, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In these shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. And last time we met, we looked at verse 6 of chapter 3. And we saw that Paul the Apostle, again by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, put forth that the Galatian believers, to the Galatian believers, that Abraham believed God. He just believed God. He believed what God said. And we know that's by God-given faith, right? Because the only way we believe God in what he says about Christ, about the scriptures, is by God-given faith. And it's the same with Abraham. Remember, he was an idol worshiper. He was stooped in idol worship. He was dead in trespasses and sins. And he is born again by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, just like we are. So he's had the same experience that way. And did you notice? Did you notice? 
<coughs> in next week's verse, in the scripture, verse 8, in the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham. Abraham believed the same Messiah we do, the same Redeemer we do, Christ Jesus, right? He looked to the Messiah, didn't he? Right? He believed what God said. And then notice it was accounted to him for righteousness. We believe on Christ, don't we? And what happens? His righteousness is counted to us, right? By nothing we've done. It's absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. Just turn, if you would, to Genesis chapter 15. We're going to look at the, the place where this is actually a quote when, when Paul writes, even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. This is actually a quote from Genesis 15. And in Genesis 15 is the first mention of the righteousness, of, of any kind of righteousness. And look at this. Look what it says here. Genesis 15, verses 1 to 6. Now, this is the Lord. I believe this is the Lord Jesus Christ talking to Abraham. Because anytime God talks, anytime God talks to man, he talks to man through Christ. Everything that God has to say to man, he says through Christ, the Word. Right? We know that the one who was meeting with Adam and Eve in the garden was the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that the one who who was high and lifted up in the throne and Isaiah saw him, was the Lord Jesus Christ. And the angel of the Lord, I believe, is the Lord Jesus Christ. Is him through the Old Testament. Now look at this. Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision. Well, this is Christ speaking to him. Look at this. I love this. First two words he says. Fear not. Oh my. That's the name of my sermon this morning. Fear not. Fear not. Isn't that beautiful? Fear not, Abraham. Calls him by name. Calls him by name. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. You know, so many people in religion, they're, they're, they're working their way, trying to gain rewards, thinking, oh, if I do this, I'm going to get a reward. If I do that, if Christ is our reward, do we have to worry about anything like that? Why, eh? Nothing's greater than Christ. Nothing's greater than Christ, beloved. If he's, he says to Abraham, and he says that to all God's people, I'm your exceeding reward. I'm your shield. I'm your great and exceeding reward. And he's a great reward, isn't he? Sinners saved by the grace of God through Christ Jesus and his shed precious blood. And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and steward, the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham, and Abraham said, Behold to me, Thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is, is mine error. And behold, the word, word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine error, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine error. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars if they be able to number them. And he said unto them, So shall thy seed be. Do you know that's you and I? That's all the elect of all the ages? Isn't that beautiful? He's the father of the, fa of, of the faithful. Oh my. Look at this. And he believed, look at, here, here's the verse 6. <clears throat> and he believed in the Lord and he counted to him for righteousness. Now let's go back to our verse and take note there in verse, verse 6 of Genesis 15. And he, Abraham, believed in, in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. 
Oh, what a blessing. Simple faith. Simple faith. He believed what God said. Do you know what Noam Wiles says about God's people, about us? Is that we believe what God said. That's why people, you know, that's, you, you wonder why people don't believe what we say? Because they don't believe what God says. Right? But we were there too, weren't we? And by the grace and mercy of God, now we believe. Sister, you said one time that, you know, you, you didn't believe and then boom, you believed. You, were, you, were, you received Christ, the balm of Gilead. Just like that. Just like that. It's incredible, isn't it? Simple faith. Lord, I need you. Lord, I trust you. My, it's so wonderful. So what a blessing to, to learn the way of simple faith. Saving faith. Just trust and rest on Christ. The one who is sent by the Father. The one who is eternal life. So the object of true saving faith is Christ. In Christ alone. You know, I was marveling when I was sick. I was marveling in the fact that I believed God. I, when I was, I was sitting there thinking, Lord, I believe you. There was a time when I didn't believe you. And now I believe you. And there's so many in this town who don't believe. There's so many in this country who don't believe. There's so many in this world who don't believe. And yet I believe. And it's not because of anything in me. Because all I am is sin. Right? But yet I believe. And the question is, do you believe that Christ is the only Savior? Do you know that's a miracle of God? Do you know that's a work of God? That's a work of God? In John 6, 29, it says, This, said Christ, is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. So this week, marvel, marvel that in the town you live in, here you believe. In the country you live in, here you believe. In the world we live in, here we believe. And so many others don't. That's God's distinguishing grace. That's God having mercy upon you and I, beloved. Undeserved, unmerited, and yet he's so merciful. Isn't he so merciful to us? My, oh my. And who did God send? Well, he sent Christ, right? He sent Christ. My, oh my. So I was struck with the miracle of the fact that we believe God. We believe what God says. And that's a work of God. That's not the work of any man. We can't make ourselves believe. But God can sure make us believe, can't he? He gives us faith. And then we just, we just flee to Christ, don't we? And that's why we tell sinners, sinner friend, flee to Christ. Knowing that if they do, it's God's work. But still, the call goes out, doesn't it? You need Christ like I need Christ. We need Christ. We're sinners. We desperately need Christ. Do you know, even after I'm saved, I still need to go in that fountain and be dipped and made whole again because I get defiled in this world. I'm, I'm saved, but I still go to that fountain, do you? Oh, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I know I'm forgiven, but I'm still going to come to you and confess my sin. Oh, Lord, he's so merciful. He's so merciful to us. So it says there, even as 
Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Let's turn back there and look at that. Galatians chapter 3 verse 6. Oh, this work, this work that we believe is the work of God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And look at this. It says, even as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. That was the same statement that we read in Genesis 15 verse 6. So Paul's bringing forth in this, in this rebuttal, he's bringing forth that Abraham believed by simple faith. Circumcision didn't happen until years later. The Lord saved them before circumcision was even bought in. Right? So he's showing them here that Abraham believed God, and that's what was accounted to him for righteousness. Not some act. Right? Not some act of man. And then look what it says here. Now marvel at this. We who are the people of God, marvel at this. Then it says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Oh my goodness. The ones that, he, that God said will be like the, like the stars in the heavens. That's us. That's we. It says right, doesn't that say right there? It says it so clearly, doesn't it? Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, well that's, that's those who are born again by God's Holy Spirit, the same are the children of Abraham. Do you know we're spiritual Jews? Isn't that amazing? That's absolutely amazing. Ephesians bring it, if you get a chance, read Ephesians 2 this week, and it says that we were, we were far off. But we're bought nigh now by the blood of Christ. We're no longer strangers and foreigners to the covenants and the promises. They're ours in Christ now. And how do we know that? Look at this. Look at, look at the last verse. I love this. Look at the last verse of this chapter. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. Look at that. There it is. Right? And heirs according to the promises. All the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ, and they're all ours. They're all ours. So if you see a promise in the Old Testament, Spurgeon, you say, grab a hold of that promise and plead it to God. Because that's ours, beloved, in Christ. That's ours. When he says, fear not, I'm going to hold on to that. God, you told me not to fear, because you're my shield. No matter what comes in this way, in this world, you told me not to fear. I'm not going to fear. Well, well, I am in my flesh, aren't I? Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm not going to fear. No, I'm going to stop right there, right? But I'm reminded that I can keep going to him, can't I? <laughs> right? He's the rock, man. I'm the shaker. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah, so we can just keep going to him. But isn't this wonderful? And if ye be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That's absolutely wonderful, beloved. That's absolutely wonderful. So the, the, think of this too. The, the Judaizers were trying to enforce Jewish practices and customs in, of the law onto Gentiles believers saying they must do this along with faith in Christ to be saved. And Paul sets forth before the Galatian churches that if they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, they were saved. And they were children of Abraham. 
they were children of spiritual Jews. And not by flesh, right? Not by flesh and blood. But how? By the power of God, the Holy Spirit. By the power of God, the Holy Spirit. My. We have a new nature in us now, don't we? By the power of God, the Holy Spirit. Oh, we were born with our mom and dad's nature. We were dead. But now we're born again. We got a new nature in us now. Oh, we praise God now, don't we? Yeah. We're governed by a new nature now. And the Holy Spirit, what the, the Holy Spirit is here, remember who the true author is, right? So the Holy Spirit's setting before the Galatian churches. And now we're reading his words, the simple fact that salvation is all of grace. That's what he's setting, he's, he's having by Paul penning these words, he's setting forth the simple fact that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. That's wonderful, isn't it? And he's setting it before, before us now. Here we are, 2,000 years later, reading this and being blessed by it. And going, Lord, I believe. By the grace of God, I believe. I believe. Oh, my. Let's read both verses again, uh, verse 6 and 7 again. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye, therefore, that they which are of the faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So Abraham was a sinner, just like you and I. Again, he came out of idol worship out of Ur, the land of Ur. He was a full-on idol worshiper. He was dead in trespasses and sins in his natural state. But he was called out of the, where he was by God, right? And called out of the land of Ur. And marvel at the simple truth set before us here in verse 6. He's an idol worshiper. He doesn't know the one true living God. And all of a sudden, oh, all of a sudden, right? By the grace and mercy of God, Abraham believes God. Why? Because he's born again. Yeah, Brian, smile. Amen, brother. Amen. He believes God. He didn't believe him here. He probably woke up that morning. Uh-oh. Or when, a couple weeks there when he was in Ur. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go down to the local temple there and do whatever and worship a rock or a stone or a tree, but not thinking that, right? He thought it was fine, right? And now the one true living God has come into his life. But God. Right? That happens in every one of our lives too, eh? But God, who's rich in mercy. There's a time. There's a but God in every believer's life, isn't there? Oh, amen. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Abraham believed God, it says in verse 6, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So marvel at the truth set forth here. He just believed God. And you know the heroes of the faith that Paul mentions in the book of Hebrews? They were just ordinary men like you and I too. But God had gifted them, right? The prophets and stuff to write the scriptures. But they were sinners just like us. They looked to the Messiah though, didn't they? They looked to the coming. They believed God. Because of a work of God, they believed God. And it was accounted to them for righteousness. They were imperfect creature, characters just like we are. They're, they're all sinners saved by the grace of God. But they believe God. They believe what he said. At times they had faulty judgment, just like we do, right? Right? Just like us. But yet they were still children of God. Because that which Christ did for them at Calvary was counted to them for righteousness. But they, they believe God. They believe what they look to the Messiah. They look to the Messiah. Look at verse 7 again. Know ye 
Therefore, that they which are of faith, are the same are the children of Abraham. So they who have been given God-given faith, they believe what God says, again, in the scriptures. They believe what God says about his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he's the only savior of sinners. We believe that, don't we? By God's grace, we believe that now. We believe what the scriptures say. We, this, is our, this is our final authority, isn't it? Not what man says. You know, I, I told, I told some, somebody I love and care about very deeply that this is my final authority, and they, they got upset with me. But you know what? This is my final authority. If God says this, then it's right. No matter what man says. Like, I mean, no matter what man says. The scriptures are what's right. And we believe it, don't we? By God's grace, we believe it. We believe it. You know, we may wiggle on other things, but we're not going to wiggle about the Word of God, are we? Right? No. There is no, there is no room for movement when it comes to the Word of God. What God says is the truth. No matter what man says. Man says, man says, you got to do this to be saved. God says, salvation's in and through my son and him alone. In him I'm well pleased. We believe God, don't we? By the grace of God, we believe God. Oh, it's a, it's a miracle too. So rejoice this week when you think about that. I believe God. That's a work of God. I believe God because he's done a work in me. Well, hallelujah. That's wonderful. Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. So the verse says, hey, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. They, we believe what God says. We believe what the Bible says about God because that's, that's how he reveals himself to us is through his word, right? Through his word, by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And we now rest our eternal souls on someone we've never seen. You ever think of that? Because if, now think of this. I love how the scriptures brings this forth. If you hope for something and you see it, you don't hope then, right? But we hope because we haven't seen him. But yet we trust and believe him. That's a work of God. But in our natural state, we wouldn't believe it unless we saw it. You ever think of that? Oh, yeah. Somebody tell you something. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. I remember saying that to my buddies. I totally remember saying that. Oh, yeah, that's another story. I had a buddy named Wayne. It was the same name as me. We were great friends. Man, that guy could spin a tail a mile and a half long. And I'll tell you what. It, his stories just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And we, never, we didn't believe him anymore, you know. But you know what? The Lord saved him. The Lord saved him. He don't tell tall tales no more. Isn't that wonderful, though? But oh, my. Oh, my. He's... You guys actually saw him. He came and visited that one time with my other buddy, Bob. And uh, he had the long hair and everything. And, oh, he's just a dear fella. But, um, yeah. Have you ever heard someone say this? Have you ever heard someone say, I'm too much of a sinner for God to forgive me? You ever heard that? I've heard it. I've heard it many times, many times. And we might have even said it before ourselves, before when we were in our natural state. Do you know, that's a person that's despairing over their sin, right? Do you know what a trick of Satan is? He will make people despair over their sin so they never come to Christ. 
But the very thing that they're despairing over is what qualifies them. Right? And this is mine. I heard Bruce Crabtree say this yesterday, and I, I, I got to repeat it. He said, you ever hear someone say, well, I despair over my sin. I'm too much of a sinner to come to Christ. That's what qualifies them to come to Christ. The fact that they're a sinner. It doesn't disqualify them. It qualifies them. Isn't it amazing though? When he said that, I was just, I was rejoicing, eh? Now I have an answer to people who say, well, I'm too much, I already say, well, you're self-righteous, but they don't like that very much. But now, that's what qualifies them. That's what qualified us, right? The only thing we bring to, to the table is our sin. But what did Christ come to do? Save sinners, to save, seek and to save that which was lost. He said, I don't come, I don't come to save the whole. I come to save the sick. That's the sin sick, beloved. That's you and I. Isn't it wonderful? The very thing that we seek not to do qualifies us for Christ. To be saved by Christ. And see, one of the things that we acknowledge now as believers is that we're sinners. And that we desperately need Christ. I didn't think I was a sinner before the Lord saved me. I really didn't. I may have said, oh yeah, I do that. Blah, blah, blah. But, I, but really, down, when you get down to it, I didn't believe I was a sinner. But now, now we own it, don't we? I've sinned against God. But in his mercy and his grace, he forgave me of all my sins in Christ. And now, now, I'm a child of Abraham. I was and I didn't even know it. My. So Christ came to, to, to seek and to save sinners. So I'm, I'm here to tell you, do not despair, sinner friend. If there's someone who's going to listen to this message and is despairing over their sin, don't despair, flee to Christ. He's the only hope for sinners. And we're sinners who say, flee to him. We did. <laughs> See, the, the, you know, we, we're not, we're not going to hedge it up, are we? We're going to preach broadly. Come to Christ. Right? We don't know who the God's people are. So we preach, come to him. The spirit and the bride say, come. The Lord says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Come. We know that only the Lord's people will, but still we say, come, right? Come. Flee to Christ. Flee to him. My, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And he's able to save to the uttermost those who come to him. We're proof of that. Each one of us here are proof of that. My. And this is the one who Abraham believed. The one who came to seek and to save that which was lost. My, it's so wonderful, beloved. Look at verse 7 again. Know ye therefore that they which are of the faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Those who are of the same faith as Abraham. Not to the same degree, but the same God-given faith. Do you know you and I have the same faith as Abraham? 
Do you know all God's people have the same faith as of Abraham? Might not be to the same degree, but but well, what's the scripture? If you have a grain of mustard, right? Mustard seed. Faith is a grain of mustard seed, right? <laughs> my my faith is just it's microscopic. <laughs> but I believe, brother. I believe. I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and He saved my soul. And who do we believe? Jehovah the Word, the Lord our righteousness. And that's wrought in us by the same Spirit, beloved. That's what Paul's bringing forth here, is that this is wrought in us by the same Holy Spirit of God. So we have the same Savior. We have the same Spirit. We have the same Father now. We cry, Abba, Father, together, right, to our King. And in Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, Paul quotes that uh, in verse 6 of Galatians, he's quoting that. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. He believed the Lord. That's Jehovah there. He believed Jehovah. Who's Jesus Christ? He's Jehovah God, the Son, isn't he? And the Father's Jehovah God, the, the Father. And the Holy Spirit's Jehovah, Jehovah God, the Holy Spirit. Right? The three are one. The three are one. My, oh, my. So Abraham was justified by faith without works. He just believed God. So if Abraham's justified by faith without works, we're justified by faith without works, right? That's good news, isn't it? That is the most wonderful news for sinners. There's nothing we have to do to be saved. Christ did it all. He did it all. He shed his blood to redeem us and purchase us. He wove out a perfect coat of righteousness for us. He did it all, beloved. He did it all. So really what Paul's doing here too is presenting to them that they're heirs. They're heirs in Christ too. Because all those promises, right, of God are theirs now. Gentiles. Dogs. <laughs> All them promises are theirs. Do you know those Jesus must have been just doing a dance, eh? They must have been doing a dance after he after he sent this letter. Oh my. My oh my. Turn if you would to John chapter eight. I think I'll have to finish here. I didn't get through it all, but that's okay. But look at this in John chapter eight. This is this is worth looking at. <coughs> <coughs> We'll read verses 39 to 47. Where we see the, the true children of Abraham are God's born-again, blood-washed people. That's you and I, beloved. That's you and I. This is a wonderful portion. John chapter 8, verse 39 to 40, 47. Then answered, or they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. What did Abraham do? He just believed, didn't he? That's what he's saying. He's saying, if you were the children of Abraham, you'd believe on me. Look at this. But now you seek to kill me, a man that had told you the truth. Now think of this. We tell people we love the truth, don't we? And they don't like it, do they? And, and it breaks our hearts, right? It breaks our hearts. But we keep telling them the truth, don't we? When we get the opportunity, when the Lord opens, we don't, we, don't, we don't have to break it down ourselves, but if the Lord opens the door, we tell them. We tell them the truth. So all, 
the, the Lord never lied. He just told the truth all the time. Which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. So Abraham didn't seek to kill God. Why? He, he believed God, right? He believed God. Eat now, look at this. Now, here we go. Now, this is where the rubber hits the road with these Pharisees. And this is why they get all wound up tighter in the clock. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said unto him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. Look at that. Now, think of this, okay? We want evidence. Do you love Christ? Do you love Christ? If you love Christ, it's because Father's your Father. Because God's your Father. That's assurance for us, isn't it? That's comfort. Now, even though our love is like this, right? But still, we now love Christ, don't we? We didn't love him before, but now we love him, right? Oh, my, it's It's amazing. If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth from, forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. There's that sent again, Brother Dave, we talked about. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Look at that. Now, there was a time we couldn't hear his word, wasn't there? There was a time when I couldn't hear nothing. And I didn't want to hear nothing, yeah. But now, that's all I want to hear. Tell me about Christ. Tell me about the one I love. Tell me more about him. Right? Oh, my. Now, look at this. Here it is, right here. Ye are of your father, the devil. In the lust of your father, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? He's the sinless one. He's God in the flesh. And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? Now here we go. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Rejoice and marvel this week. That you hear his voice. That you hear his voice. My oh my. Brother Brian, can you close us in prayer?